Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong to a Memory. My name's Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how was your Christmas? Did you get some good presents? Yes, it's been it's been lovely, man. Yeah, a bit odd this year, obviously, with the whole world being on fire. But apart from that, yeah, it was nice, nice and quiet. Um seen a couple of the a couple of the family members in our bubble. Uh, no breaking rules or anything like that. So yes, ate lots, drank lots, felt bad for it, then ate more the next day. Still kind of feel a bit rough, to be honest with you, but I am having a little glass of wine while we're recording. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, pretty much the same, to be fair. Um, ate loads of rubbish. Um, we we did, like, we visited uh, in-laws on Christmas morning for an hour, uh-huh. visited my parents for an hour, and then we came back to the house and had a Chinese. So we've ate rubbish pretty much since then. Um, not so much drink really. Um, having a nice cold can of Coke Zero as we speak. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit looking forward to getting back to normal because I just feel I've been eating, drinking, and sleeping. So I need to do a bit more than that, I think. Yeah, that's we're obviously with you a couple of days later, but you can let it, you can let that slide at this time of year, guys. And I hope you all had a wonderful time too. Twenty twenty is nearly done, mate. So we're going to do a, a New Year's Day type episode, and we will be with you tomorrow as well so we've got treats all round we'll be with you tomorrow with a short term memory all about Hogmanay New Year's Eve but we're going to focus on sort of New Year's resolutions basically Colin and I found a list of the top five New Year's resolutions made by people what if you were to take a guess at it mate and kid on that you don't have the notes in the front of you what, what do you think the top one would be? It's pretty it's pretty straightforward with 26% of people making this resolution. I think well, the, the go-to one usually in January and you look at the gyms and all that sort of stuff and people suddenly out walking and stuff, it seems to always be to lose weight, isn't it? So that's that would be my guess at the most popular one, but it's not even in the list at all, is it? No, it doesn't even make the top five that one. I would have thought that being high up, supposedly. I don't know who carried out this <laughs> survey, but... Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's just a Glasgow thing. Aye, maybe it is. I'm going to get to the gym, mate. The gyms absolutely fucking love that. Just sign this 18-month contract, lads. We will we'll see you, what, tomorrow? And then not again? Right, good lads. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> yeah, learn a new skill or hobby. Now, I don't make New Year's resolutions because I think they're just destined to fail, but we will maybe cover that later in a surprising fact about New Year's resolutions. But I've been sort of learning stuff in lockdown. Like, I have learned how to edit pods and shit like that, basically, and I've started to make a little bit of what you would call really shitty music, but I'm enjoying it, man. It's It's been it's been something else to do. You learned that new recently, mate? Um, similar to yourself, I've kind of got more into the editing side of things, I think, for the last couple of years. I learned how to <clears throat> chop and cut a, an edit, really, and just make it sound half decent, I think, this year. We've both looked into the kind of software side of things. We've looked into the effects side of things and just trying to make stuff sound as good as possible. I suppose that's one sort of learning thing. Um, other than that, not really anything major. Like I can say, like you've got with your music and stuff like that. I did rediscover gaming this year, though. Um, yeah, big time for you have. Um, just because I had a much less commute um, my job wasn't taking as much out of me and I didn't have so many distractions so I had more time to get right back into that and I caught up in a lot of games that I'd missed out on over the last couple of years and I've got right back into it so that's something I'm quite grateful for Yeah for sure 
I'll just I'll just bat through these top five, right, and then we'll move on to the history of stuff. This one doesn't apply to you. Quit smoking. Twenty one percent of people I can understand that. I'm a smoker for my sins. I've never made a New Year's resolution to stop. I managed to stop for four months, many moons ago. It's a bad habit. Don't start, guys. Uh, yeah, another one cool. that we spoke about this last year, right? Um, Seventeen percent of people want to read more. Now, I remember last year you said to me that you wanted to read more. Did you stick to it? Have you read more? No, I haven't. I've I don't know what I've done. I've probably read less because I've started playing the computer more and stuff like that. Um, I've got like offers that as soon as they bring out a book, I'll, I'll grab it on my Kindle and read it, and I don't miss their stuff. But in terms of reading a book every two weeks or a book a week, which I would have loved to have done, I haven't. And it's it's mainly down to, to laziness, because I'll quite happily go to bed and lie for 40 minutes or an hour just scrolling on my phone with my Kindle lying on the fucking bedstand beside me. Yeah, it's so a bad habit, that I, one, man. You just yeah. can't put that internet away. And I really enjoy reading, so it's so stupid um, to sit and read fucking nonsense on Twitter when I could actually be reading a good book and probably enjoying it more. But your phone just fucking rules your life, doesn't it? It can at times, man. Yeah, I was. I found myself lying in bed. I tend not to do I'm pretty good at taking a step back. You'll, you'll know this. Um, we're part of group chats and stuff like that together. I, I can disappear for hours, days at a time on group chats and not look at it. It doesn't particularly hold my attention. Like I don't have any notifications turned on or anything, so I don't see anything coming in. But the it infuriates me. That absolutely infuriates me. Yeah. I, I, I believe that I should be the one exception to your notification rule because when I want to get you and it just sits there, so not delivered, that fucking infuriates me. <laughs> uh, you could you could one bell me and then hang yeah, up because why would you want to actually speak to me unless we're doing this? <laughs> yeah, one bell man, that'll maybe make me look, mate. So if you if you really need something, that's my tip. Bring and then okay. hang up. Right. Um I'll bear that in mind. Find another job. I presume that's quite a common thing. People want to move on. Any plans to do that or anything, mate? <laughs> you know that. Um so yeah, I, I start a new job in the second week in January. So Class, mate, well I can totally I can totally relate to that one. Um needing to do something new, been doing the same thing for too long. And um it's just so happened that it's happened right about the start of the year, which I think is probably the best time to do it. Yeah. That wasn't deliberate, it was just when it when it sort of fell into place. So yeah, I, I think if MD gets in a position where they're they feel they need them, they need a change, go and make it happen because I've not even started this job yet and my brain's in a much better place. So yeah, good stuff. I would totally go with that one. Yeah, the only reason I was a little bit reticent to to just sort of put it out there is because we 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 were obviously doing a, a very public thing here, speaking about stuff. So I just wasn't sure if you were going to you wanted to speak about it, mate. To be honest with you, um, ah, I don't I particularly want to speak about my job because of the, the the sector that I work in. So we'll keep that we'll keep that on the download and wrapping up the top five again. So unsurprisingly, uh, drink less. You already, yeah. you already said to me that you were going to be detoxing in January. So is that something that you you you'll stick to? You're quite good at that sort of going off it for. Extended period. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go months without drinking at times. It's more detoxing from all sorts of bad stuff. I need to do um, drinks, probably the least of my issues. So, I will probably have a drink at New Year and a wee drink on the second of January. I would imagine. After that, I don't. I don't imagine I'll touch a drink. I think the novelty of lockdown and Zoom quizzes and Zoom video groups, I don't think that's going to happen this time. And I say that as somebody that I, I can see this going on for a couple of months, Jack, and almost going back to what it was like in March, April time. 
But I just don't think you'll have that same rush of people that want to do these Zoom quizzes and having a drink in front of the computer. And that was probably the most home drinking I'd ever done because I'm not a big home drinker. I love the pub and I'm in the pub. I'll put a fair bit away. But oh. in terms of sitting in the house drinking, never been my thing. And I've done it more than ever during lockdown and sitting on Zoom calls and stuff like that. So I don't think that will happen this time. I think people are kind of past all that. I'm a, I'm, I was going to say big house drinker. Is it, I'm not like... It's not like six days a week, seven days a week, but I don't mind a bottle of wine in the house or whatever at all. So, um, again, it's something that I'm not going to be promising myself to fail. New Year's resolutions to me kind of feel like something that's new, mate, but there's quite a long history about them, so there is. Yeah, they've been gone for as long as really records are kept, aren't they? They go all the way back to the start of like the the Babylonian times where they used to make promises not to themselves but to their gods, um, basically around things like returning borrowed objects and paying their debts off and stuff like that. And I suppose back then that's quite serious business because you're you didn't really worship your gods back then, you were fearful of them, weren't you? And if you're making a promise or a resolution to them, you're probably more likely to, to keep it than somebody might be more likely to use their gym membership more often and stuff like that nowadays. I kind of feel that you'd also be scared of other humans, like, because I kind of feel like back then, if you didn't pay your debt, somebody would, like, fucking poke your eyes out or set you in fire or something, you know? It seems like one of those things, like, like yeah, you owe me like, a debt, so I'm going to burn you at the stake because that is, yeah. that's proportional. You know what I mean? An eye for an eye, and like, if uh -huh. you if you steal, you get your hand cut off, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Also, the Romans, um, they again they made promises to the god Janus. Um, again, god fearing, god fearing people. Um, and Janus is actually who what January is named after. You know, so. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. When I think of Janus, I think I uh, was it Samantha Janus who used to be in EastEnders, I think. Yes, yeah, she was in. Um, she was actually she was in a she was in a sitcom before that, um, where she was like just this beautiful blonde girl, and she lived with a guy called Martin, and this other kind of neddy guy. I can't remember what it was called, but that's what she was first in, mm. and then kind of disappeared for ages, and then she appeared. You're right in um, EastEnders as, as one of the Mitchells, wasn't she? I think she was a. Well, I see. I think she was. I've got it in front of me. She was uh, the cousin. Of the Mitchell Brothers, yeah. Cousins, yeah. Game On was the programme she was in before that. that kind of mid-90s sitcom. Yeah, proper kind of men-behaving badly type timeline, that right, sort of okay, thing when it was on. Okay. She lived with a kind of geek and then this sort of lad type guy that was always trying to bang her. because uh, she was quite a pretty lassie, so she obviously ended up in all these sort of vile rags that you get, like the Sunday sport and stuff. I'm pretty sure she ended up suing them. I think she won... Because they'd claimed that she was part of like coke fueled threesomes and was right into three hour gangbangs and lesbian orgies and stuff like that, which again <laughs> you just can't say that about people without proof. Not no, that it can. would stop these rags, like I say, but I'm pretty sure she won her case for that. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think there was a number of cases like that with that newspaper where so it was the Sunday Sport and they lost a number of big, big cases and had to pay out quite a bit of damages. And I think that was the kind of the turning point for them when they decided to stop 
reporting news on real people and just making up stories that we've spoken before and other things. Like, yeah, I was um, shocked. I was or, shocked to find out that these people weren't real, man. It was like yeah, was it was like, just actors, what? pictures, and then <laughs> yeah. stories about Gordon Ramsay dwarf orgies and stuff. <laughs> it's just utter nonsense of a comic of a newspaper. But I think it was the kind of mid two thousands when they started getting wrapped quite a lot and having to put a lot of money where they just went fuck it, let's just print absolute nonsense twice a week. Yeah, let's just make, yeah, make people up basically. I was like, it's because they always had those pictures, like, and like if you go into modelling or whatever, like, and you go and you get your photos took, man, you don't want to be the Gordon Ramsay sex dwarf, <laughs> like, <laughs> but because I, no, you don't. But if you're a dwarf, it looks like Gordon Ramsay, and you go into modelling. <laughs> what other jobs are there for you? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not he's not gonna get he's not gonna be competing with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt for Hollywood roles, are they? Um I don't so know the ins and outs, but do these people like sell those as, as stock photos and then they can basically just get used for whatever the owner sells them as? Is that what happens? Do you know? I, I think you've got to because I just can't imagine a phone call where <laughs> imagine imagine you're the Gordon Ramsay dwarf, right? Sex dwarf, and you get a phone call. Hi there, um, we want you to come and take a picture in a garden because this guy's been checking Next to a badger, it was a badger. Uh, yeah, a badger. <laughs> so I, I reckon it's just a stock thing. They just do a sad face, a happy face, an excited face and a, a dead face or something like that. Stand there with <laughs> arms folded looking grumpy. That's a, one of the yeah. poses that you see quite a lot in newspapers. Yeah. Standing outside a shop, opening a letter is another one. <laughs> um, basically... Stock stuff and then just let them write whatever you want. They probably get fucking pennies for us. I bet you they get about 25 quid for their photo getting shown. Um, but hey, look, looking at these resolutions as well, uh, even in the medieval era, there was a thing called a peacock vow, um, which knights took at the end of the Christmas season. They did that every year and it basically reaffirmed their commitment to chivalry, Jack. Yeah, no, I heard this in another podcast the other day. I'm not going to claim that I researched this, but the sort of commitment to chivalry is a I suppose it's a bit of a weird thing. It's not be chivalrous, that's cool. But do you kind of know why it came about and what it was based on? And this I isn't any notes. <laughs> I've got genuinely no idea. Um, I'd, I'd like to know because it's kind of taken on a whole different meaning nowadays when you talk about people on the internet, white knighting people and stuff like that. So <laughs> um, I, I, want, I want to know how closely linked to that new terminology the actual real thing is. Well, this commitment to chivalry was all based on Arthurian legend. Right, so like be more like Lancelot, basically, who obviously wasn't real. But it's because these knights were absolute arseholes. They would run about, they would be raping, they would be fighting, they would be robbing. Knights were total dickheads. And then they thought, right, we need to make these knights be more chivalrous and nice. So they based it all on this Arthurian legend and said, look, don't be a dick, be like Lancelot, basically. Right, <laughs> that's how okay. it sort of came about, yeah. So that is that is mad because that's completely different now to the idea of white knighting somebody. So what's a white? I don't I don't know what that is, mate. So explain. Right. So <laughs> say you've got like say a porn star, right, or a cam star or something like that on the internet, and people are like telling them that you shouldn't be doing that sort of thing. Somebody would white knight that person and say like, falling fall in love with a porn star, right, and like get on the porn star's website and look up her Amazon gift list and sending her stuff. Right. Okay. That's kind of white knighting a girl, like. Always right. just being being that guy that goes, oh, I love you, you're great, that sort of thing. Right, okay. Um, 
So that's so it's, kind it's of the exact bit. opposite yeah. of what yeah. a night would be. Um, kind of like who's watched those? You know those guys that wear hats. Um, Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the, what are those Malady guys called that wear hats? Um, I don't know. What you're talking, I honestly you have no like idea what you're talking in, about. Mad incel people. Oh, the incels. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. and they always wear like a chubby hat, don't they? I, and, I don't like, know. Is that they, what they do? Is that a thing? Yeah, they wear a hat, and like they'll, if they saw a good-looking girl on the street, they would like tip their hat to her because they think that's what you do in two thousand. No, that's not you. You you're getting that mixed up. That's not an incel. So what it is can't that? Because an incel is like these horrible misogynistic guys who aren't getting. Yeah, no, sex. that's it. Is it? Yeah, right? but that, yeah, yeah. That's it. Right. That's what they do. Um, I thought, they just, hated, I thought online... they just hated women and blamed women for everything and blamed women for them not being able to have sex and stuff like that. I thought that's what incels. Yeah, because... I never knew the hat thing. Yeah, yeah but if you if you Google like an incel and do Google images, I bet they're wearing a hat. I have seen yep, guys wearing that. trilbies now. Are they incels? Yeah, I never knew that. Oh, yeah, it's so. called they dress like how they think a traditional gentleman should dress, and they talk like that to girls because they think that's how girls want to be treated. Then they can't believe that people don't have fall in love with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so, but I yeah, to, to describe somebody as being white knighted, that's so so different to what how the behaviour you're you're describing these knights to actually have is quite interesting because it's totally different. Yeah, now I, I kind of mentioned New Year's resolutions has been sort of, I, I think, quite throwaway at times. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to go to the gym, but there was a study carried out. Um, this was ages ago. This study was carried out, but at the end of the Great, Great Depression in America, about a quarter of Americans did New Year's resolutions, and by the start of this century, about 40% did. Now, this really surprised me. Of the 40% of people that did make these New Year resolutions, a study found that about 46% of people who made a resolution were successful in it. And I don't know, that doesn't sound right to me. That sounds far too high. It that does sound far too high. Um, it sounds like far too many people doing them. More than I would have thought, to be honest, as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's the type of people that would be involved in doing this survey and stuff like that and talking about it are probably the people more likely to to do them. Like, what do you think? I can imagine. Lies? Like, yeah, I, I went to the gym. It could be. Tons. Or people that make their New Year's resolutions everybody's New Year's resolutions. So you've, we've all seen that, people on your social media who um, my New Year's resolution is to go to the gym more often and then they tag themselves in the gym every fucking day on Facebook and Maybe. they start posting stuff and all that sort of stuff and they all get personal trainers and start talking about how good their personal trainers are and all that sort of stuff. I could imagine people doing that to keep the momentum going and almost to save face sort of thing. And yeah, that would be a kind of a, a motivation for some of them, perhaps. A social pressure to do it, yeah, because you're, you're ten times more likely to succeed in these life-changing decisions if you make it as a New Year resolution rather than make it in March or whatever. Which, again, yeah, I, seems a bit high to me, but... It does. I'm quite good like, at studying and finding these things, so I would have found this from quite a reputable place, I think. But it was just the numbers seem a bit high, to be honest. It is an odd time to try and do these things because it is a time of the year where you are generally pretty miserable because you've just had the high of Christmas and the usual high of Christmas and all the family and the gifts and all that sort of stuff. You're now looking at days where you wake up and it's dark, you finish work and it's dark, 
Um, you've not got much to look forward to. Your holidays are the furthest away they've ever been. Um, there's nothing much to do. So you would think that a time when you're pretty miserable, the longest dark days and all that sort of thing are probably the hardest days to actually turn around and do something positive and make a difference. You're almost starting with a handicap, really. But I suppose it's just that 1st of January marker, isn't it? People like to just think, new year, new me. It's kind of like this whole 2020 thing. So how many times in the last week or so I've heard people say, oh, I'm so glad 2020 is over. I just need to see the back of this year, et cetera, et cetera. Almost as if there's going to be like a light bulb moment <laughs> at Hugman A on the 31st of December at midnight. And suddenly the world will be brilliant again when unfortunately it's still going to be shit for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's obviously a big tradition here um, and in America and stuff like that. But there's other places in the world like in Ecuador, for example, they take time to basically burn effigies. Um, this effigy is called Año Vegios, ve that um, or years old. These dummies are normally sort of made of fucking sticks and sawdust and shit. <laughs> do you know who the most popular figures are to burn? Because what what they do is they burn people who have had a negative impact on their life during the year. <laughs> um, I don't know, reality TV stars probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, it's politicians, of course. Ah, oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. So I quite like that idea. That's pretty cool. They just burn them. It's, it's, I remember, there was. I remember when Jade Goody was on Big Brother and she had that fight with Shilpa Shetty. There was all these effigies of Jade Goody getting burnt in India and places like that. Um, but Ecuador sounds pretty cool. I'm famous for the song by Sash. Like when I hear Ecuador, I think of the song Ecuador by Sash. Do you know that one? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I prefer on yeah, cotton flour to be honest. But no, everybody, well, I remember. I prefer mysterious times featuring Tina Cousins. <laughs> right, of course. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if I hear Ecuador, I think of Sash. Um, there is another one um, in Spain. Uh, New Year's Eve is called Noche Vieja, or the Old Night, and the tradition is at midnight to eat twelve grapes as the twelve chimes ring in the on the clock, basically for the new year. So as each bing bong. Have a grape. That sounds bish. <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine that in Glasgow somewhere, like, right, fuck that, 12 grapes, 12 glasses of wine. It's <laughs> just mental. It does kind of sound like I quite like grapes. You ever had frozen grapes? Uh, yeah, and I think I might have actually get, have frozen grapes in the freezer down the stairs. Um, to yeah, pop frozen them grapes in. are really good. Um, can pop some in cola sometimes, yeah. Oh no! I just eat them like like a like a sweet, and they're really nice just to chew on. Oh no! Like you sort of use them as ice like cubes. Fake ice. Yeah, so they don't yeah. they don't water down your your drink because well they don't because they're no water. Yeah, basically. You, you can just eat them and they're just like a sweet, but they're better for you, I suppose, right. even though they're still full of sugar. I'm going to try that after my my glass of wine. Uh, in the American South, you eat a meal of pork, um, originally hog jowl, black eyed peas. I never knew black eyed peas were actually a thing. To be honest with you, I thought it was just a band and greens on New Year's Day to ensure a good year ahead. Uh, the hog symbolises health. Believe it or not, eating a big bit of meat. Black eyed peas represent good luck and the greens, which would normally be cabbage, uh, used to symbolise money. So the greedy bastards. It just kind of sounds American. Yeah, I want to be healthy and I want fucking tons of money. But yeah, it's capitalism, it's, yeah. I'm all for it. It's hard to disagree with, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, 
in Germany and in Scandinavia, um, TV stations broadcast a thing called Dinner for One, which is a British comedy sketch about a woman celebrating her 90th birthday. The sketches get fuck all to do with New Year or anything else, which just became a tradition. And it's now in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most repeated TV show ever. So it's got hee-haw to do with Christmas or anything else, but they just put it on every single year. That's mad, isn't it? See, I would have thought that it would have been Mr Bean because it's such physical comedy that it's like it's massive in like Lithuania and Latvia and stuff like that. They absolutely love it. I thought it would have been oh, the one where they get the, the Christmas one, basically. I thought that would have been Yeah, with Turkey Yeah. But yeah, not. anything like Mr Bean where there's no language really, it's just mm-hmm. all visual and it, it can basically go all over the world without any dubbing, without subtitles or hee-haw. It's why Pingu, the cartoon's so popular as well, even though as we found out, that is actually a language, but nobody knows it. Yes, uh, uh, a fake stage language, yes. Uh, Tim Ferriss is a podcaster who's got quite a successful podcast and he, he does this thing where instead of doing a, a New Year's resolution, he does a PYR a past year review, so I'm going to just copy that basically, and we're going to look back at 2020, right? It's been a cunt of a year, we all know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and it kind of, on the 1st of January 2020, it didn't go off to a flyer, right? I'll just battle through these four things that happened that kind of might be a pointer towards the year ahead, and then we're going to look at some good news stories to, to sort of wrap it up. But on the 1st of January 2020, there was an attack in the United States Embassy in Baghdad. And then there were 21 people killed and over 18,000 displaced as Indonesia basically flooded. There was a fire, this is a sad one, at Kreidfeld Zoo in Germany. And 30 animals died and at least 16 inmates uh, were killed and five others were injured as there was a massive riot in a prison in Mexico. So that was the 1st of January and considering wow. it was the 31st of December when they, f- they found the first case of COVID, you're starting to think to yourself, yeah. oh, fuck, here we go. But let's look at some of the better news stories. Right? We'll try and end the year on a little <laughs> bit of a happier note, mate. So let's, yeah. what else has been happening okay. in the world that is a little bit less lockdown so, and covid Yeah. The first happy bit of news that we found was that Chelsea women team, um, Chelsea women's football team, donated their prize money for the season, which was a hundred thousand um, pounds. Which let's let's not forget that's a hell of a lot of money to women's football. That's if this was Chelsea FC doing that, then that's yaw. But to women's football, that's a huge amount of money. Uh, they donated it to the charity Refuge, which is the UK's largest provider of domestic abuse services, um, which is money well spent. So kudos to Chelsea women for doing that. Yeah, big shout out to them, man. Um, domestic abuse is something that's pretty close to me. Don't get outside, but like my partner Karen, she she suffered pretty bad domestic abuse before she met you. So um, that's great of the, the the Chelsea woman to do that. I can definitely uh, get behind that. Um, after thirteen years of playing it cool, uh, two giant pandas decided to eventually have sex in Hong Kong. Now I think you're of the same opinion of me, Colin. Pandas are fucking idiots, man. <laughs> they are fucking stupid. Like they proper fall over all the time, right? They eat shitey bamboo. They always look confused, and it takes them thirteen years to bang each other. When the most important thing that their species needs to happen is for two of them to bang each other. They are fucking stupid, and I wouldn't miss them. Get them to fuck. Some of the most, some of the most bizarre ways that they've tried to get pandas to mate are things like showing them panda porn. 
Must be hard to find it. It must be, aye, but they've got it on camera somewhere and they're showing it. It's probably too anti-humans in bandits. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Jesus. They're, they're, they're desperate for these pandas. I, I think it's because, like, especially, I think it's in in China in particular. Pandas are like they're seen as like this the most important thing in the world. They're seen as a, like a sign of good luck, a sign of health. China. Oh, they're, sorry. I was going to say China. Like, uh, own all the pandas. Sorry to jump in there, mate. Oh, like the queen and the dolphins and stuff like that. Like the queen owns all the dolphins and stuff. No, but like and the swan. They China own literally the owns all the pandas. Like. All the and countries. they let other zoos borrow them and stuff, don't they? Yeah, and they charge, I think they charge like up to a million pounds a year to like have a panda. <laughs> yeah, because for some reason people go to the zoo to see the pandas. It's a big it's a big kind of um, attraction at the zoo. It's like the big roller coaster and a theme park in the, in the zoo. It's go see the pandas. Yeah, we went to the night zoo at Edinburgh Zoo last year or the year before. Like, well, yeah, it would have been the year before. But the pandas were sleeping. Uh, you couldn't see the pandas at night. <laughs> Absolutely pointless. I only went to see the penguins, yeah. man. I fucking love penguins. So. Oh, my wife is a fucking obsessed with penguins. Yeah, like, absolutely obsessed with them. Got a house full of penguin stuff, especially now because it's Christmas. Like, I literally, I'm recording from my living room just now, right? And which is a bit of a novelty. Um, I just got bored going up the stairs, and if I look to my left, I can see one, two, three penguins, a penguin cushion. If I look in front of me, I can see a number of penguin cards. There's two penguins on the floor. The Christmas tree is literally full of penguins. <laughs> and there's another penguin cushion and another penguin on the other chair as well. And that's literally just one room. It's ridiculous, but it makes her happy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of penguins, man. Um, Ikea decided to publish a recipe for their iconic meatballs so that people at home could make them. As if cunts couldn't make fucking meatballs to start with. <laughs> but, um, but there's something special about Ikea meatballs, though. They are, they are pretty good. Like, it is good going to right. Ikea and... Going through the fucking torture and the mental anguish of walking around that fucking store, especially during COVID, because I've done that. And, you know, in IKEA, they've basically got all the wee shortcuts where you can cut through sections to miss out big parts. They're all closed now because of COVID and you've got to walk in one direction. So there's no more just like cutting through a section to get to the next one and cutting out like a five minute walk. You've now got to walk around the whole bloody place. So doing all that and then getting like a twenty five p hot dog and some fifty p meatballs is usually pretty good. See, I thought IKEA was already done that on purpose, like made you go like one direction so you've seen everything. But I've not been to IKEA so not... in so many like I don't know at least. There is like a general. Years. There's a genetic, just a general way they want you to walk around, and it's basically an oval shape, right? But. Up the middle of the oval shape, there's literally five or six different sections where you can just go through and basically cut off half of it um, and skip sections and stuff like that, which I always do. Um, But the last couple of times we've had to go, we've had to walk around the whole thing and I've hated it. Um, We talked about stuff we discovered this year and new skills and new stuff like that. One of the things I discovered this year was the movie Hamilton, Jack, right? Um, It was supposed to be coming out next year um, on Disney+. Plus. Because I think they wanted another year of getting selling tickets to be able to see it live. Yes. But as part of lockdown, they brought it out early and stuck it on Disney Plus. I think in February or March time they did this, and I think Lisa and I have watched it about ten times. I think we've listened to the soundtrack easily a hundred times. It is genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen. It's amazing. Absolutely yeah. love it. And if you've not seen it, you should. Yeah, I need to go on to that man again. I'll stick it on there. 
the imaginary list that I've got. The imaginary list of things that you're never going to watch. And yeah. listen, I'm not saying this is somebody that's pure loves musicals because I don't. I'm not a big musical <clears throat> fan in the slightest, but this thing is just phenomenal. Yeah, like I've seen the first scene of it and it looked, it looked very good. Uh, if you're into being green uh, for the first time ever, renewable electricity exceeded fossil fuel generation during the first half of 2020. So That's we're good. getting there, man, which is good uh, because we need to, because we are fucking this planet up big time. So Yeah, um, and even even just driving about now, I'm noticing so many more Teslas on the road as well. Like, even like, I know they were slow to take off in this country, slow to take off in Scotland in particular, but I reckon near enough every time I'm out driving now, I spot a Tesla, which is good to see as well, because the sooner we get rid of all this petrol and diesel and shit, and just of all these electrical cars, the better. Yeah, well, my, my work has got a few electric cars, so if you're going from different offices to different offices across the, across the other side of the city, whatever, you can book the electric car and do that. So I tend to do that if I'm um, going... Under the under the bridge, under the under the cloud tunnel, under the bridge. That I'd be fucking soaking wet if I'd done that. But um, <laughs> under the the cloud tunnel, if you're not from Glasgow, that's just a, a tunnel that goes under the water, basically. Um, it does. But see, that this is worded funny because it says since being hunted to extinction four hundred years ago, beavers have appeared in Devon for the first time since two thousand and thirteen. That sense doesn't make sense because well, they obviously weren't hunted to extinction four hundred years ago if they've come back. And then, well, if they were there in 2013, then that was only seven years ago, no 400 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were hunted to extinction in the UK, but there were still hundreds of them around the world, was there not? Right, okay. Maybe. Um, because Maybe. I don't think there was many beavers kicking about the UK, whereas in America there was like hundreds of them. Um, but here, I don't think there was many. So maybe that's the kind of news story that they've appeared in Devon. And Maybe. Maybe somebody brought a wee beaver home for their holiday or something like that. Sure. Some people tell some people going all day looking for beaver, don't they? Some people, yes. Not that no any. Uh, staying on the animal side of things, um, it's quite amazing. Seven mountain gorilla babies were born in the Ugandan National Park this year. Um, again, gorillas are pretty cool, far cooler than pandas, yeah, and cool. they have the yeah. same sort. Of, they have the same sort of issues as pandas in that they're dying out, and it is hard to get them to breed. So, one place in Uganda having seven babies in the one year is amazing because before long. Those seven will just multiply and multiply and multiply, and that's what you need to happen. So that's great news. Yeah, you would hope. So I think there was only something like six had been born in the last decade until then. So for that many to be born is good. Uh, go gorillas, yeah. fuck pandas. Uh, podcast news: Captain Sir Tom Moore, who's a hundred years old, launched his own podcast in partnership with yeah. Cadbury's and Charity Age UK's uh, Donate Your World campaign, which looks to tackle loneliness in elderly people. Which again, very worthy cause, man. It must be, it must be horrible enough being sort of lonely during normal times. But if you're lonely and literally nobody can come to your fucking house, man, it must be torture. So, uh, well done, yeah, Captain one, Tom Moore, man. Well done. Yeah, one wonderful cause. Um, I, I think the only thing worse than potential loneliness and that sort of thing would be listening to that podcast, truth be told. Oh, it's certainly <laughs> good, good reason. Mon, I'm trying to fucking so... be on ice here. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> listening to some hundred-year-old bastard. What's he got to tell you? Walked up and down the garden today. It was cold. What's he got to no tell chance. you? He's been on the world. He's been, he's been on the world. He's been alive for a hundred years. He's done lots of shit, I imagine. Yeah. Whether or not I can Aye, remember. Half, half, his, half his memories were black and white, right? I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. 
good for him earlier. He earned, earned a hell of a lot of money, and that was great of him. He became a captain for it, so well done, subtle Moore. But I don't want to listen to a podcast to you talking. No. Well, I'll tell you a nice one here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that and I've not read it yet, right? So I hope that's fucking. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to shit all over it at the end, but we'll see. Okay. Um, a disabled 14 year old girl from Columbia, Missouri, has inspired millions of people by proudly demonstrating her incredible invention on the TEDx stage. She's created something that gives her superhero abilities. Right, okay, this is nonsense. <laughs> um, following a STEM workshop, Jordan Reeves, whose left arm stops developing from her elbow, created a prosthetic arm using a 3D printer that shoots glitter. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it's brilliant until the last couple of fucking words there, man. Right, wow. that And that's not a superhero ability. There's not there's, there's not Batman, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman and fucking Glitter Man. And that, glitter that's man. nonsense. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it seems like a waste of fucking, a prosthetic arm, like, Get it to write or something like. But yeah, get it to write or get it to row a boat or something. Don't get it to fucking shoot glitter. You're not some sort of glittery Spider-Man. Jordan, if you're listening, we're kidding on. You are the future of STEM. Go on. Yeah, you're an inspiration to all. Yes, I never knew this, and I don't know if it works. I could have maybe tried it before we came on. Google supposedly launched a hum to search feature, so you can like whistle, sing, or hum a song like a hum Shazam, basically. Yeah, this. That's pretty cool. No, I like the sound of that because I used to play a sort of game with my daughter called the Humming Game, right. where we would hum songs to each other and you had to figure out what the song was. So. Did you ever play that game Cranium, the board game? Yeah, I've played it before. It, it used to have a hum, hum a song round or whatever. I was rubbish it's at actually it. quite difficult. It's, it's difficult really fucking to do hard, man. Yeah, because your brain's wanting you to start singing and you can't do it. And you more more often than not, when you think of the song you want to do. You've never hummed it before, and you make an arse of it. But yeah, we used to do the humming game all the time. We used to do an, uh, do Lisa's nothing. And when you whistle, you actually everybody's better at whistling than singing. Basically, not everybody, but if you're not a good singer, if you whistle something, you, you, you're just better at it. It's more in tune and stuff like that. So if you're shit at singing, take up the whistling. I don't know if there's any money in the whistling <laughs> game, but <laughs> like the the worst thing in the world, right, is when you're singing along to a song, right, especially in the car. So you're driving along, singing a song, singing, singing away at yourself, pure loud, and then the sat nav kicks in and tells you to turn left or do something. And it turns the music off, awesome. and you just hear yourself singing with no backing track, and you're fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst thing ever. Um, because for some reason, when the music's played, you think you sound great, but as soon as you actually hear just your voice on its own, oh my god, it's awful. The comeback of the year, again, probably in inverted commas in 2020, has been that of the driving. Basically, driving concerts, driving movies, because you can have. Yeah, it's not the comeback of the year. I don't know why I put that one in. Bin that as a shape one. Back to the animals <laughs> to wrap it up, mate. I'll let you wrap it up. Yeah, just quickly on that. Going to a driving movie, I think would be the worst thing in the world. Like sitting with your windscreen wipers on in Scotland watching a film. Um, yeah. No, thank you. Um, back to the animals. A record number of endangered baby Olive Ridley sea turtles hatched in Mexico this year, um, which is wonderful news because. Like the pandas and like the gorillas, those little turtles were dying out. And I like turtles. Um, I like, I like turtles. Um, they're pretty cool, <laughs> we guys. I love that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, turtles. Yeah. I, I like turtles. We're back with the zombie kid. Uh, <laughs> there was a long, long time when that was the only video I knew on YouTube. Oh, man. Um, what a callback that is. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, those MC turtles are pretty good. And a record number of them hatching is great because just because they hatch, 
they don't all survive as we've seen on Attenborough and stuff. Like they've got a bit of a race to get into the water after they hatch because they they, they the eggs are hatched almost at the very top of the beach, and the wee babies have got to make their way to the water and get past all these bastard crabs and stuff like that. So. The more of them, the better. They have a better chance of getting there. So that's great news. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard that if we lived in a place where turtles done that and you seen a turtle and it was kind of like not in the water, your instinct would be to, oh, put it in the water. But if it's not in the water, if you put it in the water, it's most likely going to die of hypothermia. So if you're listening from somewhere with beaches and turtles, if you see a little baby turtle not in the water, don't put it in because you'll definitely cut. Yeah, just stamp on it or something. Don't let you put it out its misery. Yeah, I suppose that's a good place to wrap it up. Stamping on <laughs> yeah, turtles. Don't, yeah, don't stamp <laughs> on it. That was a joke. And Jack didn't laugh. Right, so <laughs> please don't, don't stamp on turtles and please come back next week. Yeah. That's kind of full circle, I suppose, from all those prisoners getting killed in Mexico to all the turtles being born in Mexico. So that's New Year's and New Year's resolutions calling. Fun as always, Wonderful. I hope. It's... I hope everybody that's listening has had a good a Christmas as they can, basically. I do too, yeah. And if you are listening, the New Year's resolutions are a thing you want to get involved in, <laughs> but you can't think of what your New Year's resolution should be, what I'd like you to do is make it your New Year's resolution, to go and leave us a review on iTunes. Um, rate and review, it helps us get an algorithms, it helps us move up charts. Um, we're doing well. We had a milestone just before Christmas of 5,000 downloads. Um, which I, I probably didn't emphasise that enough. There about five thousand fucking downloads um, before Christmas, which is a huge amount, far more than we imagined we would get as quickly as this. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back and listening again week after week. Um, but we want to grow this. We want more people to hear it. If you like it, there's a good chance your pals will like it as well. So don't be tight. Share it with your pals. Tell them about it. Click that share button on iTunes and anywhere else, and send it to your pals. Stick it in your WhatsApp groups and everything else. Worst thing they're going to do is they're going to listen to it and not like it and tell you you're an idiot. It's a risk worth taking, so please do it. Yeah, and that's us, guys. Well, that says we'll be back with you tomorrow, but as always, thanks for listening. Bye.